Welcome to the Church's Testimony Podcast. This show is about giving the people of the church an opportunity to share about the things that God has done in their lives. We believe that through the sharing of testimony, God is glorified and the church is uplifted. Our hope is that this will unite and encourage the body of Christ around the world. Enjoy. Welcome to the Church's Testimony Podcast. Uh, today we have our friend Hallie with us. Hello. Hi, Hallie. Uh, thanks for coming. Really appreciate it. Um, why don't you tell us just a little bit first about um, who you are, kind of what you're doing right now and where you're at in life. Yeah, so I'm Hallie. Um, I'm a student at Trinity Western University um, studying sociology and human services. Um, yeah, I'm in my fourth year of my degree. I'm finishing up in the spring. Nice. Yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> and yeah, I married. I got married this past spring to Thank a guy you. named Liam. He's pretty sweet. Yeah. How do you spell it? Um, L Y A M. <laughs> L. Yeah. I um, to put it out there. Yeah, that's that's a bit about me. Cool. Yeah. That's so good. Well, thank you for coming. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I've gotten to know you and Liam quite a bit better this over the past few months, being in the same connect group at church. Um, and I've heard a little bit of your testimony, but really not all that much. It was a very short five-minute testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very excited yeah, to see kind of what the Lord has done in your life um, and to hear you share what um, you have seen and heard. And yeah, in Acts 4, 18, Peter and, uh, Peter and Timothy? Peter and someone, I don't know, can't remember. In Acts 4, um, it records an account or an exchange with Peter and the Pharisees. And he's saying back to them, um, who should we listen to? You or the Lord? Uh, we will not stop sharing about what we've seen and heard. And that's really the heart for the podcast. So I'd love for you yeah, to share about what you have seen and heard um, and kind of what the Lord's done in your life and how he's brought you back to him. And then we'll dig into some themes and stuff that come up naturally. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't prepare that much, so I'm just going to listen to the Spirit and cool. say what He wants me to say. Um, I will start by saying one theme that I've found to be present in my life, and that that's just been finding ide- identity hmm. um, and then finding it in the ro- wrong places. And then once I found it in God, how much that transformed my life. So that's kind of an overarching theme of my story. So I'll get started. Um, I was raised in a Christian home, grew up going to church every Sunday, was, went to a Christian school as well. Um, and yeah, I just had an example of God through my parents all the time. Um, Mm. I could just see how he was working in their lives and just the way they, they loved us kids was just so evident that yeah, God was present in their lives, um, yeah. which was super cool to see and just such a great example to have even now, like getting married and being like, oh, just having that to like strive towards kind of in a way your whole life is just like super encouraging. Yeah. Um, so I'm so thankful for, yeah, my parents and the way they exemplified that. Hmm. Um, yeah. And my childhood was good. It was pretty chill. <laughs> Not too much like big things happened. Um, yeah. And then I went to um, private Christian school until grade eight. And then 
<clears throat> in high school, I switched to a public school um, for, I was in softball academy. So I said that's school at cool. softball. You'd play softball you still for play half softball? the day. No. No. Okay. Um, you'd play softball for half the day and you school half the day. So I'm like, why not? That sounds like a dream. Yeah, so I switched you? schools for that. And yeah, I loved it. Um, it was super fun. And I had, I had friends there from my softball teams prior. So it was super easy to to make friends and get into friend groups and didn't really have a struggle switching schools at all, which mm -hmm. was very nice. Um, yeah, so I went through high school um, and I had two really good Christian friends um, at the start who I'd known prior and we were very close. And then as the years went on throughout high school, we started to hang out with other friends. Um, and yes, as, <clears throat> as time went on, <laughs> voice crack. Mm -hmm. um as time went on I I just was like oh yeah there's like more out there I was kind of getting out of the Christian bubble that I'd been raised in and I was like oh this is so fun and exciting like mm. so much life is so much better outside of this Christian world like yeah. there's so much like much more to do and I don't know it's more fun and stuff mm -hmm. um so I slowly started to like drift away from those Christian friends in a way um and they'd be like I'd start yeah, making different choices and stuff. And they'd kind of mm. speak into my life and be like, oh, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing these things? Um, and I was just like, ah, like, I don't, I don't need to listen to you. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I just got very into, or, yeah, like very peer pressured, I would say, um, into like partying and drinking and um, having sex with my boyfriend at the time who was not a Christian, which mm. very much led me down yeah. like the path of not being a Christian just led me further away from God, basically that relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, and like going into that relationship, I was like, Oh, I can change him. Like I still had faith. It was starting to like be a, like on the back burner, but I yeah. was like, Oh, like I can change him. It'll be fine. Like, mm. you know, you're going into it so hopeful and realistically that's not always the case. I know it can happen, but like realistically, yeah. like the things of the world, have a stronger pull than God, at least from what I've mm -hmm. seen in those experiences. Um, yeah. So I was just super into the whole party lifestyle by the end of high school is like drink and party every single weekend. Um, and that's all, all we did as a friend group and stuff. And yeah, I was pretty distant from those Christian friends and didn't, yeah, really want to listen to whatever they had to say um, mm -hmm. or care about what they thought of me. I was like, oh, it's my life. I can do whatever I want. Um, yeah. And then I graduated high school and I was going to take a gap year and I was like, Oh, I'll just like work or something. But, um, my cousin had just got back from YWAM in Australia and she was like, Oh, I think like you'd really like this. Like you should think about doing it. And then my parents were, they, I don't know how much they knew. It's hard to say, but I tried to <laughs> keep everything a secret from them. I'd be like, oh, I'm just hanging out with my friend. When yeah. really I'd be like sleeping over at my boyfriend's house and stuff. So okay. yeah, it's hard to say how much they knew, but I think they knew I wasn't exactly <laughs> on the right path that they had hoped for me because they yeah. really encouraged the YWAM thing and they were like, oh, Hal, you should do this. Like, hmm. we'll help you pay for it. Like, you need to get out of here basically yeah. uh, and and find some different friends. Um, so yeah, I, I ended up um, working for like eight months after high school before I left. So that was still all the same, hanging out with the same friend groups, um, mm. partying, all that stuff. And then I left 
this was January 2017. I left for um, YWAM in Australia. I was still dating this guy at the time. We were dating. We ended up dating for like two years altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went there, and I'd be like, "Oh, we can do long distance. Like, we'll still be together yeah, when I get back." On. I was like holding on to it. It's my first relationship, so you're like so like mm-hmm. on board. Like, this is it. Like. This is the end of it, you know, this is the one, like we're going to get married and all this stuff, but whatever. And then, so I went to YWAM and then I was like super guarded. Like I remember my, one of my good friends, she was my roommate. Um, she's like, you were so guarded at the beginning. Like I was scared of you. Like I was like, Hey, like I'm Alyssa. How are you? And I was just on my bed, like yeah, hi, like, yeah. okay, like, I did not want to be there. I wanted to be in Australia, but I did not want to be at Bible school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just, like, super guarded. I was like, I don't really want to, I don't know anyone. I just flew, like, across the world, whatever. And then, yeah, on the, I think it was the second day there, we were having, like, a worship night, um, just, like, a welcome night for all the students and had a worship night. And the leaders there, like, washed all of our student, all of the students' feet. Hmm. Um, and so I was like sitting on the ground, just like not really having it. But then I was like, oh, I guess I should go. Like I was like the last person to get their feet washed. Cause I yeah. was like, I, first of all, I've never had that. So I was like, I don't even really know what this means. It's or, a weird thing to walk into. Yeah, yeah. They're like, I don't know. It just like weirded me out too. I'm not a big feet person. So I'm like, I don't <laughs> want people touching my feet. <laughs> but so at the end I was like one of the last people to go. I was like, okay, I'll just go do it. And one of the leaders there just started praying over me and she was like speaking out like everything that I'd left back home and I'd like not Mm. said anything to her other than my name. So I was like, just knew it was like the spirit talking through her. And she was like, I, I feel like you have like someone behind who's like holding you back and like brought up a boyfriend and brought up like all, all these things. And I was like, what the heck? And like, I'd never experienced that before. Yeah. Um, my faith before was just like, you go to church and you read your Bible. And mm-hmm. like, I didn't really had never experienced the spirit. Um, so this was like the first time I'd seen that. I was like, what the heck? Like, hmm. why does this lady know everything about my life? <laughs> like, this is so weird. And then she prayed for me and then I like sat back down and then I was just, I was like, oh, I should like pray too, which I hadn't really done in like years. And then I started praying and then I just like felt the spirit over me. Like I got all like warm and like Mm -hmm. tingly and I was like what is going on it's like my second day here I'm like this is so weird um but that moment was like super like life-changing for me just to feel the spirit for the first time and be like oh like God's real and he's like he's right here with me right now Mm. on your second day on my second day (laughs) and I was still like dating this guy and I'm like and in that moment I'm like oh I I gotta break up with him so the next day I texted him and and I was like, hey, can we like call and stuff? Like I need to talk. And once I said that, he already knew. And so he's like, I don't want to call you. So then I broke up with him over text, oh, <laughs> which was kind of rough. He didn't want to talk to me. Yeah, he brought it on himself. Yeah. Um, so I ended that two year relationship over text. And then and he was and he like did not understand. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like, God's not like he's super not even yeah, he was like super against God, like Hmm. The whole time we were dating, he was like, would like challenge me on like how God's real and stuff, which yeah. ended up just pushing me more away from God because I didn't have the answers. Hmm. So, and then, um, yeah, so he like did not understand at all and was like calling everything I was doing like stupid and stuff. He's like, I don't know why you're doing this with your life, 
all that just went off and then we stopped talking um and then yeah the rest of my time it was like six months so the first three months were like classes and then two months I went to Thailand for a month and Nepal for a month to do mm. missions work wow. um yeah and that whole time was just like super life-giving like just getting to experience God for myself and create a faith of my own that wasn't like based on my parents. Hmm. Um, and it was like choosing God for myself. Um, so yeah, this, that time was super transformational and like built a foundation for my faith. Yeah. Um, and just getting to be there and like, that's your only focus is like building relationships with other people and building your relationship with God, like, and then serving others as well in, in the like mission part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, and then I came back from that um, for two months, and I had already planned before I left that I was going to come back to Australia the next year. Yeah. Because um, I had nothing lined up back home, so I'm like, oh, why not? And I just loved Australia. Hmm. Um, so I came back for two months, and then um, I was like, oh, I'm so strong in my faith. Like, I can't, I can't wait for, like, other people to see this and stuff. And, and like, one weekend my ex-boyfriend texts me and he's like, Hey, like, can you come over? I just want to talk like, cause we ended things over text. I just want, like, I need closure. Like mm-hmm. I'm still not over it and stuff. So I was like, okay, that's fair. Like I yes. felt bad about doing over text. So I was like, okay, I should go see him and we should talk in person. So mm-hmm. I went over to his house and I was like, Oh, I'm so like, I just felt so strong in my faith. And I was like, I'll be fine. And my other friend, um, she was like, I don't know if that's like a good idea. Hmm. She had, she had been to YWAM as well while I was yeah. there, but at a different okay. one. Um, it, she was one of my friends from high school, but, um, and she's like, I don't know if that's a good idea. And I was like, oh no, like I'll be fine. And then I went over and, and basically we talked and stuff and, and he just was like begging me to get back together, like begging. And then I was like, oh, well, like I'm going back to australia in september so like i'm only home for two months like Mm -hmm. there's really no point he's like like it's okay we don't have to date we can just like hang out and stuff and then i was like oh no whatever and Mm -hmm. then i I left and i was like i ended up saying no but then i left and then like i don't know what happened but a few days later i texted him and i was like oh actually i'm down yeah and i'm like oh shoot what are that like in the moment i'm like this is a good idea like yeah like, all my friend group from high school, I was still, like, hanging out with him in the summer, and he was part of it, so I knew he was going to be there. Mm-hmm. So, basically, my reasoning was, like, oh, I'm going to see him anyways. We might as well, like, be hanging out and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, then we basically got back together for the summer for two months, and I quickly slid right back into the partying and, mm-hmm. like, having sex and stuff. It just happened. Like, it happened so fast. I was like, what the yeah. heck am I doing? But, like, before when I would do this stuff, I was, like, so numb to it. Like, it, like I wasn't convicted. I didn't have any, like, I was just, like, oh, this is, like, what I do. This is normal. Mm-hmm. But, like, this time I was doing this stuff and I'd, like, like wake up feeling, like, so heavy, like, so wow. guilty. Like, my chest was, like, I don't know, like, they felt like there's bricks on it. And I was, yeah. like, like, I'd never felt like that after, like, partying and having sex. So, it's, like, okay, like, something's, like, different now. Mm-hmm. Um and I'd like feel convicted about it. And although I'd like keep, do- it was like cycles, I'd keep doing it and then just feel like so guilty and, and be like, oh, I need to change. But then I, yeah, the cycle just continued the whole summer basically. And then I went back to Australia and this time I like ended things with this guy before. And I was mm. like, okay, I'm gone for a year. Like yep. this was, yeah, <laughs> 
summer's over, gotta go. So um, ended thing, ended things with him again, and then um, yeah, I went back to Australia. It's called the School of Biblical Studies. So hmm. we'd study through the Bible five times throughout the year. Wow, it's super intense. You'd study like That's fifty a hours a week. Yeah. It was crazy. I don't, I still look back and like university doesn't even compare to how much yeah. I studied in those in that year. Holy. But it was like, I, I really didn't know what to expect going into it, but I was, I'd never read my Bible before. I would, mm. I'd be like a picker of verses like, yeah. oh, I want to read this one. I want to like whatever. I'd never just like sat down and read my Bible. Yeah. Um, so all like a lot of it was like so new to me and like, I ne- like didn't know that much about it. Hmm. Um, so we'd like go through the whole like background of it and then like, it's called the inductive method. I don't yeah. know if you know that, but what that is. No. Okay. Why don't you explain it? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's called the inductive method. So we'd like read through the Bible with these like five different steps. So you'd start with like background information, like history, mm-hmm. who the, who the book was written to. And then you'd read through it once and like pull out insights and then you'd read through it again as like a whole and like. I don't know. It's hard to explain or like split it up into yeah. like themes or sections or hmm. basically the whole method is to just like pull out as much as you can yeah. from the book. Um, and like, just really like dive like very deep into what it's saying. Um, so I started doing that and yeah, just as I continued to read the Bible, it was, it was like tr- so transformational. Like I was known as the, the student who would like never leave her desk. Like wow. people would be like, Oh, I want to go to the beach. I'm like, no, like go to study. Like I would never leave my desk. Mm. And, and some people are like, Oh, like you need to like, I don't know, like balance your fun and schoolwork more, yeah. which I like always took Sundays off to go to the beach and stuff. But like, I, like I would never leave my desk and it's because I was like finding like, like learning so much about God, but while doing that, like learning so much about myself hmm. and like about my identity through him. And I'm like, I, I just never wanted to like stop reading the Bible. Like I was yeah. like, this is like, like, yeah, changing my life and like how I view myself. Holy. Yeah. So yeah, basically just read the Bible for a year, <laughs> which was like sweet and like uninterrupted time to just do that. Like that's why everyone was there. Um, yeah. And then I came home from that. And when I came home this, this, my ex-boyfriend texted me again a week before I came home. <laughs> this guy was persistent. Yeah, he's relentless. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, Hey, I know you're coming home in a couple weeks. Like, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, and I, this time I texted, no, like, I'm not, I'm not coming to see you. We're not talking like yeah. this is, this is done now. I was like way more confident in who I was and, wow. and my faith. And I was like, this is like not what I need in my life. Um, So that was finally over, which was good. And then, yeah, I came home and I kind of distanced myself from my friend group before because they were all still um, into the partying and stuff. And I was like, I I don't even want to be tempted because I knew if Mm -hmm. I I put those situations in front of me, I would be and I would fall into temptation, basically. So I was like, I don't even want to put myself in those situations. So I distanced myself from them. And then... um. For like a period of time, I like didn't have any friends because of that, mm. which was super hard. But I think it was good for me in that I could just like spend that time with God and stuff. Yeah. Um, and my one good friend from high school, I remember after a few months reached out to me and she was like, hey, I like want to go grab coffee. 
she's one of my Christian friends who I like, didn't listen to in high school, but we grabbed coffee and stuff and she invited me to um, her church and her church small group. And I was like, oh, sure. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. even going to church since I got back because I like didn't want to go by myself. And I'd been gone for like two years. So I was like, I don't even know where to yeah. begin type of thing. Um, and then got super connected into that church and, and like a connect group there. And that was like super life-giving just to have those Christian relationships and and yeah, and then went to Trinity hmm. and now I'm still there. I'm in my fourth year. And yeah, I got married this past May to Liam, which was super Oh, I, I'll, I'll say how I met Liam because that's okay. a good part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> and I've heard this part, and this is a funny, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was it was in 2020, and Liam and I met at a church small group. He was visiting from Ontario, mm-hmm. um, and we have a mutual friend. And we, like, briefly talked, but, like, nothing came of it. And yeah. then two months later, I was at a coffee shop with this mutual friend and she's like, Hey, like you should message Liam. Hmm. And I was like, Oh no, like that's weird. And then, <laughs> and then she was like, come on. Like just, she was like super persistent. And I'm like, okay. Like he, he lives in Ontario. The worst, yeah. worst that can happen is like, we'll never see each other. We'll never talk yet. So it doesn't matter. Hmm. Then I messaged him saying, shooting my shot. How's it going? I was super bold <laughs> because yeah. I knew I wouldn't see him. So I was like, I can see whatever and I it want. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then he messaged and then we like quickly started like FaceTiming, calling every day for like five hours. And oh. then three weeks into talking, I was like, Hey, like, can I come out there and visit? <laughs> <laughs> because I was putting so much time into this that I was like, I don't want to put all this time into something that's not going to work. So in my yeah. head, it's, it's logical to just go visit him and be like, does this work? Or else I'm wasting, like, we were calling five hours a night. Like it was, Yeah a lot of time so I was like I want to see if this works and then yeah flew out and like stayed at his parents house like before even officially dating wow yeah three weeks of talking yeah three weeks of talking um and then we started dating then and then he we did long distance for like five months and then he moved out to BC we got engaged after eight months of dating and then I think we got married eight months after that but yeah Liam's been super, Liam was like the first guy to ever like, I don't like look at me or love me like how God loves me, which was Mm. like, well, like I was like, I don't, at first I was like, I don't deserve this. Like, like in the past is just like, like going back to the identity thing. Like I was trying to find my identity in boys. So I was like boy crazy. Like, Mm. like (laughs) it was crazy. (laughs) Like that's all I cared about was like. I want attention from boys and I want them to like, like me and I'll find my identity in that. Like if a boy likes me, then like, mm-hmm. then I know I'm like worthy. Yeah. yeah. Built you up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's all I looked for. And then like the guys I was like going after, like obviously weren't Christian. So it was like, I wasn't like finding any fulfillment in that, but I kept like trying to. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Liam was like the first guy that like loved me how god loved me and it yeah mm. at first it was like kind of overwhelming i'm like i don't i don't deserve this like yeah. i'm not good enough for this like liam is just like so pure and stuff and i was like st- like i'd forgiven myself for the things that i'd done but i don't know you still i still would feel like shame and guilt about it and yeah and like at times and then so i'm like oh i, I don't like feel good enough for him all that mm. stuff but yeah he just kept pursuing me and and i just kept like 
seeing God through that and got to know God deeper through the love that Liam showed me as well, yeah. which was like super cool. Um, but yeah, so I feel like, yeah, the past few years since then, yeah, I've just been like, I don't know, I've had times of highs and lows. I liked how you put it in Connect Group on Sunday, how the hills and valleys are getting closer. I like really yeah. resonated with that because that's how I feel as well. Like the time, like high, like why I'm ultimate high and then I'd go back and be like down in the gutter. And then like, yeah. you know, it's like so, like my highs and lows were so mm-hmm. far apart and I'd go from like being so on fire for God to feeling so like dirty and guilty. Yeah. And then, yeah, like recently they're way closer together, which is, yeah, I really liked how you said that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that's my story yeah that's awesome thank you so much for sharing that yeah that's so cool um what is do you have siblings yes i have two brothers one older one younger yeah and they're both christian as well yes yeah Mm. and they're both married and they're both wives are christian as well oh that's awesome big happy christian family yeah and what is um what is it like coming from a strong Christian family. I don't know much about Liam's family, mm-hmm. but what has it been like kind of joining his now as his wife? Mm-hmm. His family is, yeah, his parents are very, like his dad's a pastor and mm-hmm. yeah, they, they're they very, like live out God in their everyday lives. So it was like super easy to just like join into their family. Yeah. Cause they just, yeah. Like I, like I remember the, f- when I went there before we were dating, they just welcomed me like so mm-hmm. lovingly. I'm like, they don't even know who I am. Like yeah. I've been talking to their son for three weeks and they just welcome me in. And <laughs> yeah, they're, they're so awesome. And just, yeah, live out Jesus and all that they do. Hmm. So, yeah. That's so cool. That's awesome. Um, what has been one of the larger things that have contributed to like the way you view Jesus now? Um, either like a moment or like a time, it could be a sermon that you heard or a mm-hmm. devotion that you did or an, um, something apart from what happened in Australia, but mm-hmm. kind of after that all happened, what's something recent that really contributed to your faith and who you are now? Mm-hmm. I'd say it, it's probably just been like like strong Christian relationships that I've had. Like mm. either, like my best friend, um, her name's Terry, but she she's the one who... I I had played softball with, and then she was like at high school with me. Like she had stayed, she's stayed in my life through all of everything I've done and just like, like stayed consistent and always been checking in on me, even when I was like pushing her away. Hmm. Um, She's just been like so steadfast in my life, which is like crazy. But, and she's like my maid of honor and stuff at my wedding. And yeah, just, I'd say my relationship with her, she just like the way she like speaks like life into me and about God and like challenges me in my faith has been like super encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, being able to look back and see how she's like always done that. And I like took it for granted. And then, yeah, just like even like, yeah, more recently having those talks with her, it's been super helpful. Yeah. Just helping me see God more clearly. Yeah. That's cool. Do you guys still, are you guys still able to spend quite a bit of time together? Uh, she moved to the island last year, oh. but me and Liam have visited her a few times on the island. But yeah. We, we text and call often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Is there anything further kind of about your story that you, that you want to dive into before we kind of start to pick apart themes? Or is there anything that 
you feel is left unsaid? Um, I'd say, I think, I think as a woman in the church, it can be very hard to talk about sex Hmm. and, and I, like, I, I haven't shared my story with many people. I'm very like quiet about it because of that. And like recently I've become more open to tell people, but I remember like when I, yeah, like started to have sex with my boyfriend. I didn't tell anyone, like not a soul knew. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I like no one can know like this about me type of thing. Cause I think when the church does talk about sex, they, or at least the like Christian circles I've been to, they pointed at guys. Mm-hmm. So it makes, I think women feel more guilty about it because they're like, okay, if it is talked about, it's directed at guys. It's like mm-hmm. women don't do that. Christian women don't do that. Yeah. So yeah, I think that like yeah really guarded for me from telling my story but i think recently i've learned like how talking about it can help other women who have had like similar situations um to know that like sharing your story is like can help other people and that it's like you don't have to not talk about it because you're a woman in the church Hmm. yeah Yeah. have you ever seen it demonstrated or done well in a church um I'd say not really. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd say not really. Like even at my old church, like at young adults, they did a sermon series on like dating and stuff. And they had one session about sex and stuff. And it's like, they only pointed it towards guys. That was like Mm. a few years ago. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I don't think it's talked about much from like the woman's perspective. Yeah. At least from what I've seen. How would you combat that in like the church now, like what would you change? Um, I'd say just more like, I guess like open and honesty towards that or like letting mm-hmm. more women speak about that or have opportunities to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Do you think you would ever... Take that step and make something happen? Uh, maybe one day. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of shy usually. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's a that's a big step. Especially yeah. if it's something that is like kind of taboo mm-hmm. in church. And I think I've, I've seen the same thing. Mm-hmm. And even, yeah, I, I know as a Christian, um, I've kind of felt guilty before hearing certain things that are maybe not true about me, but addressed to me uh, around the topics of sex. And I'm like, what? But I'm doing really good right now. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, there, I, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do you think that affects women in the church? Or how has it affected you personally? Has it made you kind of want to back off? Or has it made you more passionate? Maybe like, I want to fight this? Or what has that done for you? Yeah, I think in the past, it definitely made me back off. And I was like, oh, like, if the church isn't going to talk about it, then I don't need to talk about it. Hmm. And yeah, like my story or experience doesn't matter as much or can't help people. But like a guy going through the same thing, like that can help people. Like that's yeah. Yeah, that's how it made it seem. So it's like, oh, I'm just not, like my story doesn't matter as much. Or mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I think, yeah, as I said, like more recently, I've been more open to like talking about it with people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's more, more important now than it might have been 
30 or 40 years ago? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Why is that? I think, yeah, I think it's just more con- like our world is coming, becoming so much more like individualized, right? Like mm-hmm. communities like lacking and yeah. And I think like people our age and like teenagers, it's, it's, I feel like there's this emphasis on like doing what makes you happy. And I think yeah. like in that people are like, oh, I can do whatever I want. Hmm. And I, I'd say like, like, I'm sure like, yeah, like having sex outside of marriage, even in like the Christian world has probably become more common or like, yeah, like you hear people are like, oh, like we're engaged or we're in a committed, like, like Christians saying this like long-term relationship, mm-hmm. like, oh, we can have sex, but it's like, that's not really what the Bible hmm. says or what God calls you to do. Yeah. Huh. Was that something you noticed pretty quick after becoming a Christian? That there was a bit of a gap between what the Bible was saying and how people in your life were living? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think when I did the, the Bible school and started reading the Bible, I was like, oh, wow because yeah. <laughs> like in my head when i was i was like oh i can still call myself a christian and do all these things mm-hmm. and it's kind of you're like abusing god's grace in a sense like oh yeah. god will forgive me. i can do whatever i want and god will forgive me hmm. and i can keep making the same mistakes and god will still forgive me yeah and it's like yes it, like he will forgive you for everything you do but in a way it's like yeah like abusing the grace and that he gives you and it's yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i've heard the term um, I don't know who said it originally. I have all these quotes stored up in my head, but I have no idea where they came from. Um, but like doing, doing that intentionally sinning and abusing that grace is like re-crucifying Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, because you just keep putting him up on the cross there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, that's a very, very graphic image. Um, and I think, yeah, that's so prevalent, especially in our mm-hmm. culture where it is kind of hyper individualistic and hypersexual. It's like yes. a bad yes. <laughs> a bad combination. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Um yeah, why don't we head into a bit of a break and then we'll come back and ask some more questions and, and dig into some of the themes that came up through that. Sounds good. Because you kind of hinted at that, mm-hmm. end up going too deep into there. So I'd love to talk more about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, like finding my identity in God, just I feel like it gave me more of like a purpose, mm-hmm. um, and just yeah, like yeah, purpose for my life. Because um, before it was like pretty purposeless and didn't really like I don't know like have something to like hang on to like like in bad times or yeah um so yeah since yeah finding my identity in Jesus yeah just giving me a sense of purpose and like meaning for my life um and just like someone I can go to all the time and just spend time with and yeah just like viewing him as like a friend and a father um and not just this like distant god like oh he's up there I hope he's he's listening to me yeah so I think it just like 
it changed the way I viewed him a lot. Um, and like made him feel like so much closer. Um, yeah. And just, yeah. Giving, giving me like calling in my life and direction. Um, yeah. Do you mind if I ask about that calling? Like, where do you think the Lord is directing you to now? Mm -hmm. I'm just, I don't have a clear, like for sure picture, but just along the lines of like helping others. Um, which like goes along with my schooling, like with human services. Um, so whatever that looks like, whether it's like social work or like working for a nonprofit or yeah, like I'm not too sure, but just being able to just like show God to others through what, like through the work that I'm doing. Um, yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. Um, is there... Is there a verse that kind of stands out to you um, when you think about your own identity and when you think about those things that God has spoken over you? Mm. Um. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, my mind's blank right now. Um, yeah, one's not coming to my mind right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's fine. Is there a verse in general, kind of like if you were to pick a life verse, that that you would say, oh, this one has really impacted how mm. how I see the world and the lens that I look at things through? Yeah, there's. I remember finding it during my during the Bible school I did. It's John. I forget what verse of John. Maybe like sixteen or seven or chapter sixteen or seventeen. Mm -hmm. um, but it's basically like um, saying how as believers were like hated by the world, which is like such, such, such a like strong word. I feel like, like hated. And like, I remember the first time reading that I was like, Oh, what? Like, like that doesn't, that's like very, I don't know, di direct. Um, but it's like, as believers were hated by the world. Um, but it's like, because we're like called to a higher standard through God. I don't know the exact line of the verse, but that's like the sense of it. Yeah. Yeah, so that one really stood out to me, and it's, like, even though others may, like, hate believers, like, we can still be a light to them through that, and, like, I think that also means that, like, people can see a difference when we have God, right? Like, they, they, they see that difference in God, and whether they, like, hate it or not, like, there's, there's something different about, like, believers. Yeah. Yeah. What's one of the biggest things that you're thankful for, um, kind of in the, like, the redemptive work the Lord's done in your life. <laughs> What's one of the bigger things that really stand out to you um, that you might be hated for? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think like the biggest things Yeah, that stood out to me would be, like, I think my time in Australia. A lot of people thought that was like, like a waste of time like after high school like a lot of people like went straight into university but I was like choosing to go back and like study the bible for a year and, and like I remember people being like oh like like why are you doing that it's like a waste of time you should be going to university um and then like I remember at times that, like when I started university I was like oh like I kind of wish I didn't go because now I feel like so old at school and like I'm in I'm in my first year classes with like these young 17 year olds and I'm like 21 mm -hmm. you know so I was like oh why did I do that and 
but yeah, no, but it was like so worth it and what I needed. And it's like, even if people like didn't understand why I was doing that, like it was for me. And like, I like that time in my life, like made me who I am today. I think, I think without it, I'd be like a completely different person. That's so cool. Um, one other thing I wanted to go into a little bit, uh, you mentioned kind of the fruit that came of your baptism. Um, but what led up to that decision? Because I know a lot of people are curious about baptism, and I know quite a few Christians who haven't been baptized, uh, and they often wonder, like, why should I get baptized? Like, why, why would I do that? Or how do I know when to get baptized? Um, what did that journey look like for you? Yeah. Um, I actually don't think I mentioned that in my story, so I'm glad you brought that up. But I did get baptized in the first time I went to Australia. So it had been like the spring of 2017. Um, I got baptized right before, like a couple days before I left to do the missions work in Thailand and Nepal. Um, so yeah, I was able to get baptized in the ocean there. And I think leading up to it, they kind of, they announced at the beginning, like, we're going to do baptisms during your school. So like, you can just kind of like think about whether that's something you would like to do. Um, and then at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to, like, if I do, I want like my family to be there. Um, and then as I kept thinking about it, I was like, like as much as I would want my parents to be there, like this is for me and for my relationship with God. And like, it's, yeah, it's my personal choice. So like, yeah, I'd love for them to be there, but it's not like going to hold me back from it. Cause it's like me and my relationship with God. That's like the, the priority. Um, so I ended up getting baptized there. Yeah, and I think just leading up to it, it was like, yeah, the way God was speaking to me and forming me and my identity in him. And I just wanted to like, like solidify that and like that I'm God's and like he, yeah, that I like want to be in relationship with God, like for the rest of my life. And just having that to like look back on in like times and being like, oh, I made this de decision for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um and, like, even in hard times, it's, like, that. I don't know. It's helpful to have that to, like, look back on and be, like, yeah. I made the choice to, like, give my life to God and, like, die to my sins and live for him. And, like, yeah, when times get hard, it's, like, oh, you can look to that and be, like, mm. you know. Yeah. Do you think if you didn't get baptized, your faith would be different today than it is now? Um, I think possibly. Yeah. I don't know. It just... I feel like it just gave me like this, yeah, solidification and like in God. Mm -hmm. So I think without having that, I don't know, maybe it'd be a little like less stable. I don't know. Yeah. You've done something physical. Yeah. It's like the, yeah. 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 That's very cool. Um, and then also your missions trips. Mm -hmm. um, what did those look like? And, and what did you get the chance to engage in while you were overseas? Mm hmm. Um, so in Thailand, we helped out with like a lot of kids ministries, um, at a local church and like running kids camps and stuff. And then in Nepal, we were actually able to build a house for a family, which was super cool. Um, cause our team was able to build it in like two, like 10 days or something. And they're like, without your team here, it would have taken us like, cause it was just like a, like a two parents and their kids, like it would have taken them so much longer. And they were living in this, it was like, we were able to see their shack before. It was like 
I think of four or five kids and parents in a one room like wooden shack and we were able to build them like a four bedroom like brick house which was super cool and like I remember leaving for um like the missions trips missions trips and I was like I don't know I wasn't like super excited I'm like someone who like likes to be like comfortable in my comfort zone so like Nepal is like where we were like no bathrooms like dirt hole like bucket showers like you eat the same food every time like Mm. I was just like I hate this like (laughs) like please get me out of here and like me and my good friend just every day we're like this is like so rough like we were just like not having it um so I feel like at the beginning my like heart towards why we were there was like very hard and like if I'm uncomfortable like I don't want to do this then I don't have to but it's like as time went on, like, I feel like God, like, softened my heart for, like, what he was doing there in the people's lives and the way he was, like, using our team to help others. So, like, building, finishing the house was, like, a big moment and we were, like, able to pray over it and pray for the family and, like, I don't know, that just helped me to be, like, oh, like, this is why we're here, like, God's using us to, like, bless these people and it's not about whether or not I'm comfortable, it's, like, yeah, God just, like, helped me to, like, get out of my comfort zone a bit and, yeah. Do you still see that theme of like being uncomfortable in your life how's that yeah at times yes it's really hard for me Mm -hmm. to get out of my comfort zone um just because I don't know it's safe when you're like oh I know what to expect and I'm comfortable Mm -hmm. so I feel like at times like it's been difficult for me to like be obedient to God when he's like calling things me to do things outside of my comfort zone and my personal wants or like oh I don't want to do that that's uncomfortable but it's like yeah and like God like could call me to like pray for people and stuff I've had that or or say things and then like yeah being able to see the fruit of that it's like oh God like wants me to live outside of my comfort zone even though it's hard for me to like even coming on this podcast my first when I got your text I was like "Mm, I don't know about this and then yeah and then and then I was, like, talking to Liam about it, and he was just, like, really encouraging me and stuff. Like, this, like, yeah. So even this, I feel like, is outside of my comfort zone, but I'm, like, so happy. Yeah. I, I obeyed and did it. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, before we wrap things up, what is maybe then, like, one way you can encourage or a piece of advice that you would give to people who who are struggling to step out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. When, maybe when the Lord is calling them to something that will be uncomfortable or a new and stressful experience. Mm-hmm. I would just say, um, yeah, if God's calling you to do something, like it's worth being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just in simple in simple form. Like it's worth it. Like even if if it doesn't in your own head, it's it's worth it to him and it's, it's worth it to like maybe the people you're helping or the people you're talking to and it it can have a bigger impact than you think so like yeah you could be like oh if like I don't need to obey it doesn't matter it won't make a difference like it actually could make a big difference or like plant seeds in someone's life like yeah. about God and I think yeah it's worth it and it makes a bigger difference than you may think mm-hmm. yeah. yeah no that's great mm-hmm. that's awesome thank you so much for sharing mm-hmm. um yeah thank you so much for 
coming on to this podcast and accepting that invitation and stepping out even though it is uncomfortable. It's a little awkward talking with a mic in front of your face. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been very fruitful and I'm glad we were able to hear more about your story. And even for myself, I'm like, oh, nice knowing Ohio just a little bit better than I did before. So, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, hey, no problem. Um, yeah. I don't know how to end these things off, but thank you for listening, everybody. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode.